Welcome to the More Than Just Dumbbells podcast. My name's Jason Lindsay. And my name is Kitty Truex. It sure is, Kitty Truex. I keep expecting you to say a different name. I don't know why. Just kidding. Kristen Colt? No, we're not going to go there. Oh, you're, oh I didn't snap. go there. You we went there. We already went there. Anyway, go ahead. Kitty Truax, <laughs> not Kitty Battleaxe. Kitty Truax. <laughs> so, Boom. Say, hey, Kitty, thanks for coming today. Really appreciate it. I'm super excited because. I'm honored. Thank well, you. here's it's a pleasure, why. Always. We have a special guest, listeners. We, by the way, thank you, listeners, for tuning in and for sharing, uploading, subscribing, all that stuff. Gratitude. Yes. More than just dumbbells. Supporting. Check out the website. We can say that, right? More than just dumbbells.com. More than just dumbbells.com. We got a Facebook page, Instagram page. Insta. Sure do. So we're, uh, we're, we're super excited about that. We have a special guest today. Our typical guest. Is it safe to say, because we've had like 20 guests now, is a fitness professional, to use, use that blanket term? I would say the, the greater percentage has been, yes. But not all. And this one I couldn't resist, and it's, a, it's kind of a selfish reason. We're, we're, a, we're Minnesotans. Yeah. I'm, a Minis- yeah. I'm a Minnesotan. You're a Minnesotan. Minnesotan. We are in Minnesota. We sure are. And yeah. PowerBlocks founded in Minnesota, and it's currently in Minnesota. You betcha. Yeah. Ma- made, made right here, a lot of the products. Oh, Atana. And that means we're Vikings fans. Well, it doesn't mean we're Vikings fans, but it, it means there's a good chance there's we're a good Vikings chance. fans. Yes. And we have a Super Bowl means we champion quarterback on the team. <laughs> so anybody listening who's a Viking fan is like, well, that's not, it's not a Viking quarterback. It <laughs> definitely is not. Because you don't have a Super Bowl. Don't go anywhere because it's pretty it's big. It's not game. Joe Cap. I don't think he's, I think he's no longer with us. It's not Fran Tarkenton, although that would be a good one to get on if he'd ever, you know, uh, take the time. But Name this, drop. this guy's not terribly far from where Fran Tarkenton lives, little known fact. Tarkenton lives in northern Georgia. Not far away is Athens. Athens, Georgia, home of who? Home of Brad, Big Brad, Big Bad Brad. Brad Johnson. Johnson. Number yes. 14. Yes. Can't wait to ask him Big questions. It's going to be a lot of football questions. I know You did a deep dive, learned a lot about him. I think listeners will enjoy. I don't know how much fitness we'll talk about. We'll, 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 I'm sure some. Yeah. But you would. I mean, We're going to talk But TikTok. don't go anywhere if you want to listen to just a, Think about this. Think about this guy. He's, uh, well, he's 50-some years old. You know, he's retired from the NFL, had a really good career, won a Super Bowl. And now he's just chilling with the kids. He's got a son in college two, who plays football. Two sons, yeah. He's got a quarterback he, in college. And he started this TikTok not long ago. Big he's time. Trick already, shot TikTok trick shot, guy. TikTok, TikTok guy. Just a fun Man, dude. Big bad brand. And just, and just all you got to know is this. This was... Seems like a really fun cat. Uh, Clark Bartram, our first guest, connected me with him via cell phone. Thanks, Clark. The, he's the opposite of big time. Didn't big, just responded, hey, look forward to talking to Jason. I called him, he answered, scheduled it within 15 minutes. Said, yeah, we'll talk about That's whatever. Look for legit. So just a good dude. Wow. So, you know. I'm looking forward to this a lot. I know I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. Let's All do right. it. Well, hey, we'll be right back with Big Bad Brad. You're listening to the More Than Just Dumbbells podcast, sponsored by PowerBlock. After the show, head on over to PowerBlock.com and check out the wide variety of adjustable dumbbells. Please, they pay our bills. We would appreciate it. And now, back to the podcast. And Kitty, we are back, and we've got a super special guest on the phone. You you know that he played in the NFL. You know he's a Super Bowl champion. You might not know. Well, he played 17 years, by the way. You might not know that he has a higher career quarterback rating than Troy Aikman and Warren Moon. That's something. Ooh. And uh, threw for almost 30,000 yards. But most importantly, he was a Minnesota Viking. Twice. Most importantly, Twice, indeed. two different times, and caught it, caught his own touchdown pass. Brad Johnson. What? I'm talking about Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson, the one everybody. That, <sighs> the How you doing, Brad? Right. I'm doing great, Jason. 
Hey, Katie, how you guys doing? Hello, Brad. Welcome. God, this is exciting. Brad, I feel like a little schoolgirl right now. Well, you know, so, so you know, Brad, we're this, we're a Minnesota company. We're Minnesotans. <laughs> yeah. And our listeners are from all over, but there's probably a heavy Minnesota base, I'm guessing, just because of our location. I hope so. But, you know, you and you lived here for a, a time and uh, for quite a few years. But right now, you're not in Minnesota. You're in what part of the country? Live in Athens, Georgia. Grew up in Black Mountain, North Carolina. Went to school at Florida State. Moved to Athens, Georgia about in 2008. Brother-in-law is, was, is, is Mark Rick. He was the head coach at Georgia. And we moved here because of family. Mm. Uh, there's four brothers and sisters, and there are 12 cousins here. So wow. it's ah. grandma, grandpa, the whole clan. So That's Easter's, awesome. Thanksgiving's, Christmas is pretty big. Wow. That's yeah. gotta be a great vibe. Yeah, and you awesome. got and you got REM. You're probably neighbors with Michael Stipe. He's probably just down there. <laughs> yeah, they played here a few times in Athens. Cool. Well, so let, let's let's start let's start back when you growing up. So you ended up the, the way I understand it is, if I read it right, is you were quite the athlete in high school, and you actually didn't go to Florida State to play football. Is that accurate? No, it, it's close. Grew up in in Black Mountain, North Carolina. I had to make a decision between football and basketball. Mm -hmm. Basketball was my favorite sport. Mm -hmm. Never missed a day playing from second grade all the way through my freshman year of college. Basketball, I was uh, a 3A player of the year in the state of North Carolina. scored 2,392 points and loved it. Played on, lived on a dirt road, shot on a telephone pole with a wooden backboard on it, you know. And my dreams were to play. My favorite basketball players were Larry Bird and Chris Mullen and and so I had to make a decision my senior year of high school where I was going to play. And I, I went to Georgia Tech. The guy that I want to play for was Bobby Crimmins. Mm. He's the head coach there. Grew up going to all his camps. And he said, Brad, I got a guy named Dennis Scott that's coming in here. And you know I only play five guys. And I'm going to play Dennis Scott, so you'll be sitting on the bench. Mm. <laughs> so basically – he said, Brad, what are, your, what, are you, what, are your, what are your goals? I said, I want to be a professional athlete in football or basketball. He said, what, what do you have more potential in? I said, I have more potential in football. Mm. And so he kind of guided me to go to football. I went to Florida State, played for the great Bobby Bowden. I uh, just passed away yeah. a couple of weeks ago. And they were selling me on the fact of a guy named Vinny Testaverde who played at the University of Miami. Heard of him. was a Heisman. The prototypical quarterbacks are you know six five and yeah. those the bigger kind of quarterbacks. So that's why I chose football. Yeah. Wow. So you and you and then I end up walking on. I went on. Fo- I sorry. No, I went good. to Florida State on a football scholarship. Yeah. But then I walked on for two years. That's right. and Played basketball, okay. and then I started for half a year or so, and went to the NCAA's twice. And then I had to make a major decision. Like, dude, what am I really doing here? And so I went for football. So Brad, did you maintain a relationship with Bowden after? college and in in and then do you have any like a, any stories or a story you can share about bobby bowden yeah you, you know i coach bowden was incredible after i graduated they always welcome all the former players back i see coach bowden in different golf tournaments or wherever and he always called you buddy mm-hmm. <laughs> i'd always introduce myself hey he'd always call you buddy everybody but uh, you know that was kind of the thing but he 34 years head coach at florida state had a 14-year run of being the top four in the country, right. uh, 14 years in a row in the top four. Cha- put Florida State on the map. He was yeah. a guy that was a class, wisdom, innovator, entertaining, funny, a preacher that was actually a football coach that won 377 mm-hmm. games. And just it's an honor to say he was my coach, and I got to play for him. Did you – who did you 
who did you play with at Florida State that is in that played NFL for a long time? I'm trying to think of names oh back God. then. The I mean, there's a that room or the, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, obviously the guys, the guys you know of would be Deion Sanders. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was, yeah. Charlie Ward was there with me. Yeah. Chris Winkie, Heisman yeah. winners, and our quarterback room was incredible. We had Danny McManus who ended up throwing for 52,000 yards in the Canadian League, and got in Chip Ferguson who won the Sugar Bowl. Peter Tom Willis who won. I went to the played four years for the Chicago Bears. Casey Weldon, we were came uh-huh. in the same year together. He was played eight years in the NFL. Was I backed him up pretty much my senior year. He was runner up to the Heisman. Charlie yeah. Ward yeah. won a Heisman national yeah. championship. Yeah, yeah. Played eleven year career. And Chris Winkie, he won a Heisman and Minnesota national championship. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, St. Paul's. Ooh, what's ooh. the name of the high school there? Creighton Durham Hall. Wow. Creighton Durham. Yeah, no doubt. So, Chris is he's a legend. And but the, the it was just competitive. The room and the quarterback room, the, everyone on the in the on the team, it was just extremely competitive and that's what made us so great at the time did you at the time recognize the talent that was Deion Sanders did you could you tell he was going to be like the best at his position yeah I mean anybody that's wearing Mr. T gold chains around the neck <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> I mean golly you know what he he was a guy to me he's the best best player I ever played with and against okay wow so that's me talking. That's mm-hmm. not for everybody else to say, but he shut down the field. You could get a, I mean, there's Jay, I mean, there's legends. Okay. There's legends and hall of famers. They're all of them. So, but to me, Dion, he shut down, he shut down one side of the field. And a lot of times you could, you could, you could complete a pass against him, but you weren't, you weren't throwing touchdowns against him. And, um, Extremely competitive. I saw him make up the name prime time right in front of our eyes <laughs> at Florida State. And on game days, he would we'd ride the we would stay in a hotel the night before games, and then we would we had to ride the team bus and drop us off at the dorm, and then we'd all walk to the stadium to the games where he'd have a limousine on game wow. days. You know, like who's doing that in college? You know what I mean? Wow. Think about that. This is back in the late '80s, so. But team player, hard worker. He wasn't talking trash like that in practice. He was working on his craft, mm. and that's what I would tell most kids. Like I know there's, I know there's this media thing of Twitter and Instagram and all these kind of things. And but Deion Sanders and the great players, they worked on their craft, not so much their name. Can no, that, that's awesome. And can you can you talk about draft day? Did you you know what year would that have been? Would that have been like? 1990? 91, 92. Okay. Yeah. It might have been 92. 90, it, might have, it was 92, yeah. I, again, you know what? I, I, I didn't play my senior year. I backed up a guy named Casey Weldon, who's my best friend. Mm-hmm. He's a runner-up to the Heisman, and he got drafted in the third round that year. And so the only two quarterbacks that have ever been came in together and left together was the guys at Washington was Billy Joe Hobart and Mark Brunel. Mm. And then Casey Weldon and myself were the first ones to really do it. And right. I went, I got an invite to the combines. I thought that I was the best quarterback there. I'll be honest with you. And there are 20 quarterbacks there, but I was the 227th pick and the 14th quarterback that was picked. So obviously every GM and coach, they didn't think the same as I thought. <laughs> you know? And But you know what? I was a late bloomer. And we talked earlier about basketball was my love and my passion. And, and you know what? I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. And and so a lot of times, you know, nowadays, when I went to Florida State, we, we going to college when we were going, we'd ask to be redshirted. Now you're getting kids, the freshmen, if they're not playing, they're transferring a lot of times. 
And then in the NFL, you know, you know, we should play the rookie, play the rookies. You know what? I, I needed two or three years to be groomed. And mm-hmm. I was under Rich Cannon and Jim McMahon and Warren Moon. And I, I needed – if I was thrown to the Wolves too fast, I may have had a short career. So I got to learn from those guys and then eventually kind of, you know – became the quarterback I was. Yeah, you did get you did get in Minnesota, which is unfortunately fairly common in in a situation where there was a lot of quarterbacks, you right. know, coming and going for injuries and other reasons. I forgot that you got to play with Warren Moon. Yeah. Wow. And then but when you came in it was was it under Rich Gannon and Sean Salisbury? Were you third behind yeah, them? Yeah, Rich Gannon, Sean Salisbury, and then they actually let Wade Wilson go. He passed away a few years ago, but Yeah, that's uh, right. So my first when I went to Vikings, I first sat down and I was in the chair in the team meeting room, and the, and the guy says, Wade Wilson said, get up, Rook. That's my chair. I've been there for 11 years. <laughs> so I got up out of his chair, and then they actually let him go. And then I sat in that chair for the next seven years. And then I, I, then I, I didn't have any shoes, cleats, and I actually wore his cleats my first year because I didn't have any cleats. And but then Wade Wilson was crazy. He actually became my QB coach in Dallas at the end of my career. That's right. Yeah. Did he still go by whiskey? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. Yeah. So it, when what, what what's your favorite? You know, can you, I mean, I'm sure you got several, but your favorite kind of Minnesota memory because you played. Well, you came back the second time, but yeah, the, but that, that first stint. You know, I think a lot of people forget you were part of the 15 and one season. You played in that. You started the season, I think, and got in several games. Talk about that, if you don't mind. Yeah, the year before, I, you know, I, I enjoyed my time there. I was seven years, and then I came back for the last two more years. I went seven Minnesota, two in Washington, two in, uh, four in Tampa, two in Minnesota, then finished my last two years in Dallas. And, but when I, got, when I went there in that, in that year, they went 15 and one. I started the season out. I, I was coming off of a major neck injury from the year before. I lost all That's my right. hand strength from my elbow down. Oh. Lost everything. Couldn't wow. couldn't hold up my phone. I couldn't hold anything. So I had to regain that strength back in my arm and my hand and stuff. So, but I started. I, I won the first two games against Tampa Bay. I broke my foot against St. Louis in the second game. Then I was out for seven weeks. And then I came back. The week I came back, Randall Cunningham he messed up his knee in the first quarter against the Saints and I finished that game mm-hmm. off and and I broke my thumb at the end of the game and after the oh, end of the game gosh. Randall and his wife and my wife Nikki and I were all sitting in the hospital and like getting x-rays you know and so Randall he had a he had a knee surgery the next day I broke my hand I was out for another six weeks with a broken thumb mm-hmm. so I really only I've won three games for us but I didn't I was the you know the other 12 games 13 games I either had a broken foot or broken hand and it was an incredible team the team went won all four preseason games it won it went 15 and one won the next two won the playoff game the first playoff game then lost in the nfc championship game it was an incredible team all-time points scored and uh, just a lot of hall of famers and legends that were on that team but just didn't win it all you didn't you got to win it all to be remembered as a champion yes and speaking of winning it all you did win it all sure did. in tampa bay Right. Talk about that season, Brad. Were you? I I don't I forget and I didn't look it up. But did you? Were, did you start the whole season? Did you come in in relief? What What happened that yeah. year? Yeah, I was I was a starter, and that was the year John Gruden came in. Uh, they let Tony Dungy go because he wasn't a good enough coach. 
<laughs> he later on win the win a Super Bowl and yeah. he, he changed the culture in Tampa. Okay, he mm. changed it. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Made some great draft picks, and then he uh, later went on to the Colts and won a Super Bowl there and became a Hall of Fame coach. And he won a Super Bowl as a player. If people don't know, in 1978 with the Pittsburgh Steelers, then he won it as a coach and. So uh, it's pretty incredible what he did. But we brought in John Gruden. He brought in a bunch of free agents, maybe 15 free agents that year. Keenan McCardell, Joe Jarevicius, Ricky Dudley, Ken Dilger, Robert Olvin, Kerry Jenkins, Michael Pittman. We upgraded our teams, okay? We upgraded. And John Gruden, he came in. He, he talked about we're going to win a Super Bowl. We're going to challenge our offense and defense. is going to be competitive every day in practice, and, and we're going to win it all. And we didn't talk about it. We just did it. That year we went a 12 and four later, and then we beat, you know, obviously beat the Raiders in the Super Bowl. And they had they had a tremendous team, and we just had a better day that day. But but we've had some guys make it the Hall of Fame with Derrick Brooks and Warren Sapp and John Lynch, and then hopefully get a couple more with Simeon Rice and Rondé Barber. Right. But we had we had a bunch of rock stars on that team, and it was just you know we got hot at the right time. Yeah, no, that was that that was a uh, <laughs> that Super Bowl was the day I quit chewing tobacco. But anyway, the I remember well, it. Well, known facts. Well, and, and, right. and by the way, John, hey, I, I got to jump Memorable. back. Cause, well, okay, John Gruden. We, well, let me ask you this. Chris Walsh, Minnesota yeah. Viking. Do you remember him? Yep. Yeah, do, we were roommates for six years. Okay, well, the, the, okay well, then you got to tell me Small at least world. one wild Chris Walsh story that you can share. <laughs> There's got to be a bunch. <laughs> all right, Brad, let's do it. I'll tell some, say some, don't tell it yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> The, what about John Gruden? Does, is he, is he, he's a little bit off the wall, isn't he? Yeah, and I love playing for Gruden. As soon as, as, soon as he, got, he got the job, I called Rich Cannon. And Rich is like, Rich is, he was kind of upset, but he knows that's the NFL business. But he said, Brad, you're going to enjoy playing for Gruden. I've never, he programs you, he gets you prepared for games, he's organized. You're just going to love playing for him. So as soon as I went in there, he said, Brad, we're going to win a Super Bowl. You know, how's our defense going to stop? Blast off the joker right X short, 22X drive, halfback burst. How are they going to stop triple right F right, 358, Nebraska X team? We're going to kill our defense every day in practice, and we're going to challenge them. And that's the way he was. You know, it was great to play for him because he was with you at all times. So he was there for the installation of the plays. He was there in the meetings. He was there for practice. You were standing side by side with him all the times. Sometimes – the play callers can install the plays and then they go off on their own and start working on the game plans. And then you're just with your QB coach and then your ideas and suggestions, they don't get relayed over the way you want hmm. them to. But with Gruden, whether you agreed or disagreed, you're on the same wavelength with him at all times. I love playing for John and it's pretty awesome. And then, no, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And then, and then real quick, Denny Green, the late, great Denny Green, what yeah. was it like playing for him? I mean, totally different t- styles of coaching, aren't they? Or, or, or yeah. are they? Yeah. Yeah. It should be, yeah. And I, I was thankful for Denny. I mean, Denny had a great – he was he was great at drafting players, developing players, developing coaches, coaches that went on to win Super Bowls. Ryan Billick went on to Baltimore, mm-hmm. won a Super Bowl. Tony Dungy won a Super Bowl Hall of Fame. You know, we had some great teams up there. I mean, great teams. And it's unfortunate because we just didn't win a Super Bowl. So you don't get remembered right. as – you know, for a coach, that, that's that's your ultimate goal, you know. But then we went to the playoffs, so felt like about every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I went to the NFC Championship twice. and But then he gave me a chance. He gave me a chance and in the draft. He was patient with me. One year, honestly, he kept four. Now you're getting teams that keep two quarterbacks on the roster. He kept four for right, me. Yeah. I wasn't ready. 
Yeah. But he said, I, I got a diamond in the rough. I'm going to hold on to you. And then he developed me over time. And so I'm thankful for Denny Green. Yeah, right on. And then one more NFL question, and we'll let Kitty chime in about some other stuff. I can have a question? Good. No, (laughs) not maybe. But Dallas Cowboys, your last season, was that under Parcells? I did did not play under Parcells. I had had Wade Phillips. Okay, that's right. Offense coordinator. Tony Romo, your thoughts? Oh. Yeah, love playing with Tony. You know what? It's crazy. The year I got there, was he he was fun. Tony was fun. Tony was probably, honestly – Honestly, I think he was the best playmaker as a quarterback. You know, he is crazy. I remember we had a uh, we were playing Buffalo Bills, okay, and he threw five picks in the game, and somehow he led us back. We had a game-winning field goal. We win in overtime, and on the ride home, it was the wildest plane ride, fun ride on the way home. He had the iPod rocking. It was fun, you know what I mean? And but he was a guy that could. I remember a, a snap that was over his head one time, and playing the the Rams and this ball got snapped about 30 yards over his head and he picked it up he ran for about 40 yards to get a first down by making about a yard but he can make a lot of plays he was creative in the pocket had a strong arm a really good basketball player obviously he's a good golfer you see him on Sundays at some of these tournaments and stuff but he's just a unique I mean there's listen I play Warren Moon and Randall Cunningham and Jeff George, Dante Culpepper, a lot of those guys, they're all, they're all players, but he's the best playmaker. And that's just, you know, stuff you can do in the pocket and very creative. It's, I mean, it's obvious to everybody that you have a very extensive background. So thank you for going into all of that, Brad. I actually want to know, how are you staying within the sport now? Are you coaching? How are you, Yeah. how are you in football these days? Yeah, so my wife, Nikki, and I, we have two kids. And when I got done playing, I was done. I was at 40, 41 years old. I did not want to get into uh, broadcasting games on TV. I didn't mm-hmm. want to get into college or pro coaching. I wanted to be with my family. We have my wife, Nikki, and I have two boys, Max and Jake. So I coached Max. He's a quarterback. He's now a quarterback at uh, LSU. He's a lefty. He wears number 14, so I don't know why he does that. <laughs> but I coached him out of the womb as far as, you know, taking three and five step drops and wow. coach Jake, he, Jake, my other one, he's a tight end and he's actually committed. He's a senior this year. He's committed to go to LSU in, in uh, January, but I coached all their youth baseball, basketball, football teams, got to know all their friends, all their kids. And that currently I'm coaching at the high school at a Coney County high school in Athens, Georgia. And I went to the state championship the last two years, but lost in the finals and heartbreakers, but so I, I'm busy coaching high school football and then just stay busy doing other things, you know, to be honest with you. But that, but I enjoy coaching, being with kids and kind of, you know, I'm able to, I've been through every high, been through every low. And, and you know, when a kid goes through tough time playing, I, I might do, I can relate stories to them. If they're mm-hmm. playing great, you know, I'm like, I'm there to pat them on the back too. So it's just kind of neat to, I'm able to share those kind of moments with them and just, and honestly, I, I you know if it's a if it's a middle school kid, I'm, I'm hoping I can help train him to be his middle school starting quarterback. If mm. he's in high school, maybe he becomes all region or all yeah. state or all American. You know what I mean? Or get yeah. him a, help get him a scholarship. And I just but I want kids to just be as, as the best that they can become when I coach them. Does Max have his first game this weekend, or when is that? Yeah, yeah, Max mm-hmm. plays that. They play in the Rose Bowl against UCLA Saturday night. Wow, you going to be there? Yeah, yeah, we play uh, Friday. Jake plays, and then we'll leave in about four in the morning. Catch a seven o'clock flight from Atlanta to L.A., and we'll make it there by game time, five thirty, thirty West Coast time. Wow! So, 
and then come back Sunday. So that's, I mean, you can only imagine, that's every weekend for us. We're going to keep the road hot. It's Baton Rouge is 596 miles away from us. So either we're driving through the middle of the night or early mornings to get to all these games. That's awesome. At the time of this recording, you have actually have a birthday coming up. Do you have any plans oh, yeah. for your birthday, yeah. Brad? How about that? <laughs> what are you going to be, 39, 49? Something old are you? like that, right? <laughs> Age is nothing but a I'm number. I'm acting like a 19 still, but uh, no, yeah. I'm, I'm going to turn 53. It's pretty wild. Congratulations. Yeah. Wow. Thank yeah. you. Are you, you going to put it on TikTok? You know what? I'm thinking <laughs> about Here's what I'm thinking about TikTok, okay? Do tell. TikTok, You're great on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, th- that's like an ultra ego. That's like... That's like Rick Flair comes out. You know what I mean? Some of these TikToks. <laughs> Tell them your mad. handle. How do they find you? Yeah. Yeah. What yeah, is it? The way you find me on TikTok is Big Bad Brad 14. And then Twitter and Instagram, it's Brad underscore Johnson underscore 14. But I, I post, I don't post everything I do on TikTok to Instagram and Twitter, but I put a lot of it out there on these trick shots. and Very impressive trick shots, by oh, the way. Yeah. Have you always oh, known how to do that? I, I try to do on these things, it's like sequence. So I don't try to just make one shot. Yeah. So I, I try to do basketball and football together. Uh, I've done these things called doinks. Yeah. So I'm glad you're getting into that. What is a doink? <laughs> yeah, I'll do, I, I'm getting ready. Yeah, so I did this one the other day. I, I go. It's called corner pocket second pole. So I'm standing in the side of the end zone. You'll see the first pole, but I throw around the pole and it hits it. If it hits it, you go doink, you know, and – and, but it hit it five times. So I'm calling it a world record until so somebody else does it. And then I do a lot of basketball shots on the court. I may spin it off my finger or over the backboard or between my legs or some crazy shot and um, try to make three or four in a row like a sequence of them. So it's not just a one a trick shot. It's more of hitting a ball with a hammer. It's like you got to make three, four, five in a row and – a lot of times people ask me how long it takes, and sometimes I tell them it's first try, first take. Yep, but I tell I've them it's lifetime of practice. Yeah, you know, and I also tell them Picasso never counted his brush strokes; he just, <laughs> just went the ones for it. Had. Yeah, yeah. So I, I try to keep it active. I, I I answer to people on TikTok on comments. I try to keep everything positive, upbeat, and and you know, and try to keep it fun. You know. Well, and Nikki and Max, actually, your your wife that? and your son are getting into it with you as well. I just saw Nikki's trick shot that she did the other day which was pretty rad yeah she, she she tries to chime in there too so it's it's funny we do i mean the family stuff we got it going on so i'm probably on on there more than they are no i have to ask because i actually run the power block tiktok do you have any tips for those trying to rock and roll on tiktok i don't know how it goes to be honest with you i don't know how those <laughs> welcome to the club it's a I mystery i mean i'll put at whoever but I don't know, Kitty. I'll be honest with you. It, my things are out there. When I do it, it's really for me to go get exercise. I mean, I'm out there. I'm sweating like no other sometimes. And But I hope, you know, people get a laugh or smile from it. I put the crazy music to it. Usually it's the 80s music, uh, yeah. that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Just have fun with it. And then, and then if people want to try it, then go try it too, you know. Absolutely. And they're a blast to watch, by the way. If any any listeners want to go check that out, I I – I would definitely recommend Big Bad Brad 14. Hey, Brad, yeah, did we're, you? We're, act, we're actually getting ready. To, in about two weeks, we're going to start like a merchandise thing with hat and T-shirts. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. All the, all the money all the money we make, it'll be, it'll go to Beyond All Borders. It's a charity I'm involved with. So we're going to blast it out there. But when I, if, if you haven't seen the TikToks or these videos, I mean, I make the shots. When I make them, it's true, true jubilation. I mean, 
a little bit of work went into it, you know, and I'm pumping my fist or I'm yelling doink or whatever. And then I always <laughs> take off my hat and pump my fist. And, but it's, it's truly, I am excited when I make it. So, you know, I'm like, Hey, go buy the hat, give it away for a birthday present or Christmas present. And every time you make a shot or big putt or whatever, a doink, you know, celebrate. Speaking of big putt, I noticed that you golf as well. Like, can you trick shot golf as well? Do you have that talent? No, that game's tricky to me. <laughs> tell me about tell me about golf. How long nah, have you played it? I've been playing a long time. I'm just a, I'm a I'm a I'm a bogey golfer. I'm gonna shoot. I'm probably a ten handicap kind of thing. But I get around the course. I've played enough to be a scratch, but um, just not quite as good at that one. I need to work a little bit more on it. But I enjoy. I got a group of guys I play with. Usually play once a week kind of thing, and just have fun at it. Awesome. Brad, where did you were you married to Nikki in Minnesota? Did you where did you meet her at? Yeah, it's crazy. Nikki, her brother coached me at Florida State, Margaret. Oh yeah. And then we got married in ninety eight. And what people don't know, we actually eloped. Oh and uh, yeah, how about that? So we what we did was uh, it was after the last preseason game, we played the San Diego Chargers. We caught a uh, red eye to Las Vegas. We got married on that Saturday and then had to come back for Sunday practice. And then we didn't tell anybody for a while. We actually had a big wedding, which that's what everybody, we kind of celebrate more. But we got, that was the next spring is when we actually had the wedding. We didn't tell anybody until after the fact for a long time because we wanted everybody to celebrate and be there for that moment. So you 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 were a Viking when you guys got married in 98. I was, before yep. Before the 15-1 and season that you were a part of, a big part of. Yep, And, yep. you know, I can't help myself, but Randy Moss, you got the throw to Randy Moss, right? Yeah, how about that, man? I, I, I tell you, he's an incredible player. Obviously, he's a Hall of Fame player. I threw his first touchdown pass to him, first two touchdown passes of his career. Wow. Uh, change right, base right, a speed right bomb was his first touchdown that I threw. He's, he's done left-hand sidelines against Tampa Bay, and the second one was uh, train right, jet right, 748 wide shallow. Randy was obviously fast. He's six four, six four and a half, whatever it was. And two stories on him, real quick, was he, he always told me, he said, "Brad, I'm never running full speed. Hmm. Yeah, I'm setting him up, and you throw it as far as you can, and I'll go get it." He said, and and only I'm, I'm never running full speed unless it's Deion Sanders, Daryl Green, or Dale Carter, and because uh, those guys were fast and elite. But the rest of them, I'm setting it up, and he was, and he could go get it. And the other thing, we'd always have a scouting report on Wednesdays in our first meetings and practice of the week. And the defensive line coach was, I mean, the offensive line coach would stand up and he'd tell you who the players were and then what their, you know, the different twists and stunts that they were bringing. And then the linebacker coach would stand up and he'd tell you who their personnel was and what they like to do. Then the defensive back coach was Axe Hubbard. And he'd stand up and try to go over coverage. But Randy, he would kind of, He'd say, sit your, he used different words, but he'd say, sit your butt down. It don't matter what coverage they're playing, don't matter who they got, we're going to run right by them. And that's what he did. That was the all-time point scored. Yeah, nice. I mean, Randy was extremely competitive, really smart, loved playing with him. He's a great guy. Yeah. You know, I, and I don't I don't even mean to go on a downer, but did you get to know Corey Stringer? Do you have any yeah, Corey yeah, Stringer stories? Yeah, I actually stories? played with Corey. Yep, yep, played with Corey. Great guy, really, really funny guy. It was sad. I wasn't there when it happened, but but just everybody you talk to, they tell you he's a great, great player, but really, really just a funny guy, just mm. just in the locker room kind of stuff, you know. So how is LSU going to be this year? Yeah, I, I, you know, hopefully they <laughs> – Yeah, they um excited about it. You know what I mean? I think they're going to be great in all phases. 
of the game. They got to go out there and earn it. They went through a struggle last year, just a lot of things, but they got a chance to be a really, really good team. And to start out with UCLA this week and Hopefully get on the right foot. I think they're going to have a great year. I, you know, I'm Big Ten guy up here, Gophers, so I don't I don't know that part of the, the conference that well, but will they ever face Florida State? And if they did, who do you root for? Great question. Yeah, it's interesting. Wow. Yeah. So, so basically, LSU is in the SEC, and they play outside of the SEC. They play they play some non-conference games, and then they so a couple of FCS teams some smaller schools but then like this year they play ucla in the opening game but they will play florida state the next two years the opening kickoff game one year they'll play mm-hmm. next year they'll play them in uh, new orleans and then the next year after that they'll play them in orlando but now nah, i mean obviously i'm a florida state guy all my life but i'm, I'm pulling for my son yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, both my sons next year yes and, uh, LSU, yeah, yeah. Well, this I'm going to be watching this Saturday. I'll be rooting for uh, Max and LSU against UCLA. That'll be a good game. The uh, the Gophers play tomorrow night against Ohio State, and uh, I mean everybody. Do you, do you, are you a college football analyst at all? Do you pay attention to you know the, the country with college football? I watch it, but I don't know who's who. Yeah. I just you know obviously. I mean, we're so busy. You're going to all the LSU games. You can't really watch all the other games. He's so. too busy spinning basketballs and making yeah, he's, making tricks. Yeah, too, too busy being big too bad busy Brad. Being fun. Well, one last football question, just out of curiosity, because you know where you grew up, there wasn't pro football, uh, right? You didn't have a stadium you Correct. could go. So, did you grow up with a, a fan of a team? And then, like, who do you want? Are you a you don't have to pretend you're a Viking fan just because you're talking to us? But I mean, yeah. are, do you yeah. who who is your team now? Yeah, well. Well, growing up, I grew up, growing up in North Carolina. Really, the team I kept up with was the Washington Redskins. Mm. So you played for them ninety nine, right? Yeah. For a year, yeah, I did. Played yeah, for two years. Yeah, it was a dream come true for me, honestly. And but, you know, at that time on the East Coast, their games were always on national TV. It wasn't the Carolina Panthers, wasn't Tennessee Titans, the close teams by. There wasn't Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, Tampa was terrible. The Falcons were terrible at that time. So the Redskins, mm. they were mm. the national. It was them and the Cowboys. Right. You know? So. But um, but right now, no, you know what? I just pull for players. I don't really pull for teams. Yeah. I don't really, you know, it's that I don't really have those relationships, and I don't really play fantasy football like that. You know, I, I just enjoy watching good, good play. To be honest with you. All right, Kirk Cousins, your thoughts? Yeah, very underrated. Doesn't get doesn't get enough uh, credit. But unless you win it all, you're never going to get the credit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, that's how you evaluate it. Well, but. Yeah. Winning quarterback, he's put up way better numbers than people know about. Sometimes led the NFC a couple times, but you know, he, he actually, you know, he's won a couple big games, won a playoff game, and so hopefully take that next step and become legendary. Speaking of winning it all, Brad Johnson did Brad it. Brad Johnson, how do we keep up with you, Big Bad Brad? How do we support your yeah. your charity? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually involved in two different charities. One is the Evelyn Foundation in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. That's where I'm from. And then the other one is Beyond All Borders. It's there in Asheville, North Carolina also. And uh, But right now, we're just, you know, we're going to be selling these hats and T-shirts off Big Bad Brad 14. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. It's the same thing as Brad underscore Johnson underscore 14. So hunt me down, find me, and laugh at some of these trick shots and even try them too. Awesome. That's awesome. Hey, we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Good, good luck on Friday night with your son and your, and your other son, Max, on Saturday. Yeah. And yeah, uh, it's a lot of ball, man. <laughs> it's fun. And we'll, it's we'll, fun on weekends. But I appreciate Jason. Thank you, Kitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank no, you so thanks much, for your Brad. time, Brad. We'll, we'll follow you on TikTok. I'll find you. Thank you. All right. Hunt me down. <laughs> See you, buddy. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Bye.
had this long fight. Wow. I could have went two hours. I was I was literally going to say, you probably could have just talked to him for well, another four I, hours. I didn't know. I, when I talked to him to set this up, mm-hmm. Clark Bartram, which I, I forgot to shout mention out. that. Yeah, shout, but he's connected us. He goes, you, oh. You mentioned it. He, oh, on this, yeah, did I? absolutely. Yeah, you did. To, to Brad? Well, yeah. Oh, but anyway. So I, he, get, he texts the number, connects us, and I'm like, I call Brad. And he answers, and he we get disconnected. He calls right back, like he's no big time, like he's just a really he's good a real dude. So I had dude. a feeling that he wouldn't be like, you know, just kind of quick answers. Or I don't, I'm sick of talking about that. Like I didn't, you know, because you never know with guys that are, you know, they've been around that long. Sure. Well, then we asked him what he didn't want to talk about. I was like, okay, then that's cool because all he said was just to get the record. I've been playing. I played 17 years, and then I don't even know the football yeah. thing. Who cares? Who cares? So. You it know, was great. Yeah, he just, just seems like a real down-to-earth guy. You know, oh, I forgot about Randy Moss. Oh, yeah, I talked about Randy Moss. Yeah. <laughs> you were like a kid in a candy oh, I wanted, store. I wanted to get an actual that was Chris fanta- Walsh story. I, I think but it was fantastic to just walk, watch you enjoy uh, yourself. Yeah, so well, thank you for the I front hope, row seat. Hopefully listeners like it. I mean, even if you're not a Viking fan, like we are, like I am. Like you are. Yeah, you got a little insight into the, Absolutely. the craziness. That was of, a little obsessive. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not in a bad way, but I. I how do you... You have an in to ask all those questions. How often do you ever have an in to ask right. those kind of questions? You know, I, so I, I get where he, you're coming from. I graduated. From, he's only five years older than me. Sure. I, when he, so you he, watched his whole career. My, I was a freshman in college in 91. So when he got drafted in 92, that was Denny Green's first year. Sure. So Brad Johnson, you know, my from age 19 to 24, those years where you're, you don't miss you're a watching, game. exactly. And you're talking about it with your buddies because you think that's what you got to talk about, yeah. right? Those Men effing stuff. Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. So, so well, I, you bleed purple, and I, what a great a great guest for you. Yeah, to talk to. Well, and so you know, I enjoyed was, him too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. All right, I enjoy this podcast. I'm glad that our listeners are enjoying it. Thank you so much for being a part of the Power Block Squad. We enjoy it more than just dumbbells coming at you. Peace out.